Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back to part two of our series, Prioritizing the Spiritual where we're having some real conversations about what our lives look like when we choose to prioritize the spiritual over all other happenings. Last week, we discussed the Word of God and Bible study and how important that aspect of our spiritual walk is. And I feel like that was a really good episode, so you definitely want to check it out. And, um, you know, that, that is, that is the foundation of our entire spiritual life. Even though right now some stats are showing that Christians are not in agreement with that the word and the study of the word is the most important thing, that they're really going into the concept of prayer and maybe some different ideas of prayer that um, may not be biblical. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, we're going to dive right into talking about prayer and some other spiritual disciplines. And this seems to be the more favorable one, but very much neglected in our lives. So before we actually get into the conversation, we have our connecting card. And today I want to ask each of you, Erica and Lauren, how do you like to celebrate your birthday? Ooh. I'll go first because I'm turning 27 in four days. Ooh. Um, Happy birthday. Thanks. It's actually not anything grand. We're not, we didn't grow up with birthdays being like equal to Christmas and stuff like right, that. Like yeah. it's not, we didn't grow up just as like every year is a giant party. Yeah. Um, you know, some families do that. We just didn't really do that. It was, you woke up and you got a card from mom and daddy normally on your birthday um, and then the big thing was like the following weekend, if your birthday wasn't on the weekend, I was like, you got to go pick where we went out to eat because we did not grow up going out to eat. <laughs> we ate at home 99% of the time. So it was like a big deal. Um, and then me and my brother's birthdays are, uh, one week apart. So a lot of the time, especially the older we've gotten just for convenience, yeah. it's like, we're going to combine <laughs> them, um, and take y'all to one combined dinner. Y'all agree on where you want to go. Yeah. And now we've even lumped in my husband because his birth, all of our birthdays are in a three week span. And so oh, now wow. we just celebrated all three of our birthdays, uh, at cheesecake factory last weekend Ooh, with my parents. I so it's normally going out to eat. Um, I'm one of the things, or if you remember, um, our school, the school that you went to, you could order lunch and we never oh, ordered lunch, but yeah. you were allowed to order lunch on That's your right. birthday. <laughs> That's, yeah. That was a treat. And we did take them places for their birthday <laughs> in the Disney store. You could go pick out anything and we took them. Yes. Yeah, so. It wasn't like an every year thing. That was like a... Yeah. A couple of times things. Some, the main yeah. thing was like you woke up and you got a, a card from mom and daddy. Maybe a little, little gift, like a little yeah. treat, favorite candies or or something. Or if you wanted to go see a movie that was out, yeah. that was that was the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's normally going to go eat somewhere. Not we give y'all fancy. gifts. My goodness. <laughs> Lauren, listen, don't do anything for your kids yeah. now that they're no, young. I'm just because saying. Because they forget everything. <laughs> I'm just saying we just weren't oh, a big birthday family. Like there. some people are. It was like, yeah. I don't know. We yeah. just, 
it's a more of a Southern thing, I think, to like birthdays are yes. huge for yeah. Southern people. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Lauren? Uh, okay, so I was born <laughs> on my daddy's birthday. Mm. So we have the same birthday and uh, that has always been like super, super, super duper special to me. And um, I just always remember my dad would like sneak into my room before, cause he always, he was the 4.30 AM person and he would be up and out the house before any of us. Um, and he would always just sneak into my room in the morning on my birthday and just whisper happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I would say happy birthday, daddy. <laughs> and so it was just kind of like that special thing, you know, like, and we still do it today. Like he will still call me at like 5 AM on our, our, on our birthday. Um, so yeah, that is just really special to me. So yeah. Um, what do you do with your kids? What do you do with your kids? With my kiddos birthdays? Yeah. Um, so we are still kind of getting into, I mean, we have an 18 year old and so, and we are those people. I'm a creative. And so I actually like enjoy like crafting for like 40 hours the week before and like doing all of like the Pinterest party stuff and everything. Like I actually legitimately enjoy that. Like I have pleasure that comes from that. I know everyone's like, it's so stressful. Like, no, not me. And so like we've thrown denim, like some really stellar, awesome parties. Like we did like a Ninja Turtle party one time and uh, we've done like a a bunch of like really cool themed parties. Yeah. I remember the first party that, um, gluten allergy was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like inviting his friends. No, we are, no, we are not. Um, but, and like three of the kids were like, had like gluten allergies. And I'd never even heard of that before. This is when Denim was like, what, nine or something, eight or nine. And so I like spent so many hours researching <laughs> like gluten-free snacks. And so I like, we like, we did like, it was an animal themed party. And so I did like all these little like animal snacks that were gluten-free. Oh, bless your heart. But these sweet little babies, these sweet little kids were like, my mother-in-law actually pointed it out. She was like, did you see how special they felt that they could eat food at a party. I was like, Oh my goodness. So anyways, yeah. So I am, I'm that mom. I love throwing parties. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun. It's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, it's we didn't do a, a lot when we were younger either. I remember having one big party, I think when I was 12, but, um, I think now I, I like to do something with my family. So like when I turned, um, 40, took the whole family on the trip of my past, Mm. you know, and I I showed them all the different places I grew up in because I grew up in Pennsylvania. And um, 50, oh, Erica, what what did you do for 50? Was that the Ark? We went to the Ark encounter? I don't think that was for anyone's birthdays. That was was in the spring. That that was was for one of my birthdays. Anyway. I thought for your um, 50th birthday, you did a bunch of- mason jar cake. Yes, a lot of memory things, yeah. like favorite things Nostalgic and stuff. Things. But um, I like to just do something with my family. And yeah. it doesn't have to be the day. Um, we're, we're not yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. Like some people are like, everything shuts down. It's my birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we do a little bit. But I yeah. do go get my free Starbucks drink. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
all the free stuff you get in your apps and emails. I'm yes. like, let's use all the coupons today. We've we've got a friend of ours who literally is like, she's she's one of the Bible teachers in our church, and yeah. she has she's subscribed to like every single one of those things, and she just that's what she does on her birthday. She goes around town and just goes and gets all of all her free, free stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, yeah. Okay. Um. So birthdays. Yeah. Very. Everyone does different with them, and we we won't we won't be critical of anyone. Okay. So we're in this concept of prioritizing the spiritual. And I think one of the things that has to go along with that is this concept of spiritual disciplines. And I I wasn't raised with that terminology. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I started hearing that terminology and, um, I asked someone, I'm like, what is the best resource? And thankfully, someone put in my hands Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life from Donald S. Whitney. And I cannot recommend that book enough. Um, Donald Whitney really just brings the disciplines down to just really doable um, things and or habits and then just explaining and teaching to us what they were. None of them were things I didn't never heard of before. Yeah. I'd heard of them before, but I just never heard them in this concept of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And so I think as we think about prioritizing the spiritual, this is the stuff we're talking yes. about. Yeah. Um, because even in a day where the word spiritual yeah, it can mean anything. It nowadays. can mean anything. It really now. can. Yeah. And so that's why we started out with the word of God. Yeah. The Word of God, it's truth, and um, that's where these disciplines come from. So the first one was just the Bible, yes. God's Word, and what to do with it. And we we touched very little on that, but you know, Donald Whitney starts out with his first one is Bible intake, yes, just the intake of it in any way, you yeah. know, the intake of it. And I, I know recently for me, I love listening to it. Yeah. You know, because I think back, like most of the, you know, people in scripture would not have read it. Yeah. They would have had it read to them. Yeah. And I love letting you version or some yep. of these different apps read it to me. So um, yeah, I think like Psalm 119, I probably listen to that three or four times a week. Mm. And um, especially because it's all about the word. Yeah, so you want you want to learn what the word does and can do for you. Just waller in Psalm one nineteen and and pray through Psalm one nineteen. So, but we're going to talk a little bit more about prayer today. Um, throw in a little bit about fasting and silence and solitude. Um, just some of these things. So we're going to start the conversation on prayer. And so this is the first you know question I want to throw out to you. What does your or what do your prayer disciplines look like right now? And you don't have to necessarily just be today, <sighs> but you know, in the past few months, maybe the past year, what yeah. has been the the ebb and flow? I am in a course right now. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yes. Um, and that is by Peter Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I think I said that right. right? Yeah. Cesaro. Yeah. And he kind of talks about um, this concept called the daily office. And basically, um, it's based off of like ancient Christian practices and praying like all throughout the day, intentionally all throughout the day. Not just kind of, not just like, fellowship prayer, like, you know, where you're just kind of like talking and communing with God all day long, but really like being intentional about stopping Mm 
and slowing down and getting in front of the Lord and just speaking to him and like reconnecting with him and like, Lord, am I just like driving my own bus right now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or um, am I allowing you to lead? So just kind of like reorienting your position and, and posture towards the Lord. And so there's like two daily offices that that you do in a day and that is really what i am currently trying to build a habit of yeah i'll i'll say that um i really love the content that is in this course in this book it's i feel like it's definitely something that's needed right now yeah. in our christian communities um his basically his tagline for it is it's impossible to be um spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that has been um a game changer for me as Good. of late. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I did my first like real research project on anyone. You could pick anyone in like Christian history. And I looked at the list and I, to be honest, the ones that I had wanted were already taken. So I was like (laughs) down to like my fifth option and I'd never heard of this guy before. And so I got assigned to George Mueller. And I remember as a 12 year old having to go find books on George Mueller in our little Christian library (laughs) at the school. (laughs) And there was one, it was on my reading level and all this kind of stuff. And I, I think that was the first time as a 12-year-old where I realized, like, what prayer could could be mm-hmm. at its, like, healthiest mm-hmm. and, like, most devoted state. Because obviously, like, that guy went above and beyond. He <laughs> prayed. I, I mean, there's, like, a record because he journaled somehow. Yes. Most wow. every answered prayer, every unanswered prayer. I mean, he spent Something to do with orphanages. Yes. He ran orphanages. Yes. I forget in one country. Mm-hmm. Um, Ours. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, for some reason I thought it was like South America. Okay, who America? Whatever. <laughs> um, and that guy prayed hours and hours and hours a day and mm-hmm. ran orphanages and had time to like document it all. But the guy would like pray for like, we need food mm-hmm. to feed the children that are literally going to be at the table this morning in the next 30 minutes. And like specific amounts of grain and specific amounts of milk. Mm -hmm. And someone would just walk up to the door while he's in there praying with these specific amounts of grain and the specific, like, wow. And he documented all this. And I just remember that concept of prayer, like, prayer works, blowing my mind as a 12 year old and hearing it in the concept of like, no, a guy literally got down on his knees and like talked to God about God and about him and their relationship together and what he needed and his dependency on God. And that I've just, that's always kind of carried me through is like, I'm talking to a real person who can actually yeah. hear, yeah. sees, yeah. knows, yeah. and answers. Yeah. And so for me, like probably all of us, it's, you know, it's in and out. But lately, it's more just kind of sitting there and it sounds kind of mystical, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's just kind of sitting there and saying, all right, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this moment. Yeah. I don't want to just start talking. I want you to speak with me and to me. What do I need to ask for today? Because you already know what my day consists of and what I'm going to need. Would you come and fill me? Like biblical-based prayers of like biblical concepts of asking for the fruit of the Spirit to grow in me that day to be made more like Christ. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, I always kind of picture it 
my dad had this illustration he said a long time ago of um, God as a father, because you're praying, praying through Christ, and the Holy Spirit's guiding you through prayer, but it's the father you're praying to. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just sitting there, and he's, he does this like on a visual illustration, and I always imagine it on my bed, and how he just kind of sits on the side of the bed with me, and he's just like, all right, girl, let's talk. I'm going to talk to you today. And you're just going to kind of sit here and you tell me and I'll talk to you. And Mm -hmm. ever since that hovering over concept Mm -hmm. of like, he's over me and around me and underneath me, that's, that just changed my way of looking at how to talk. He's like real. Yeah. He's not just woo out here filling space. It's like, no, no, no. The being in person of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. I think with um, prayer, excuse me. Um, you know, the different types of prayer that we see modeled through scripture is closet prayer, which does not necessarily mean you have to be in a closet, but if you <laughs> want to be in a closet, be in a closet, you know? <laughs> I hear lots of women now doing their war rooms yes. since the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, what you mentioned, that fellowship prayer, just mm-hmm. the constant conversation yeah. all day long. And then one that is rarely talked about and rarely done is corporate prayer. Yeah. Um, praying with other believers, and I think that's that's probably the one that we do the least nowadays. But my prayer life has, you know, lots of ebb and flow to it. Um, there have been there have been times when I was younger, and it was just like I I just talked to him. I've always felt like I could just talk to him, mm-hmm. um, even though a lot of it was you know just saying I'm sorry for doing this, I'm sorry for doing that, I, I don't want to be bad anymore, and I I hope you love me still today, and all this kind of stuff, and um, and then it kind of morphed into the prayer list thing. Um, you know, the churches gave out prayer lists and, you know, and I would like go through all the prayer lists and, and then, you know, just praying for the things you start hearing about just in your family, things like that. And then it went into learning just the concept of when it is that, what I like to call not closet, I like to call it the focused prayer Mm. where you do like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to just take a few moments or a lot of moments mm-hmm. and focus on who you are. Yeah. And not necessarily thanking him for what he does, but worshiping him for who he is. Amen. And that can be, it can be 10, 20 seconds. It can be two minutes. Um, it can be more than that. And then going into that concept of thanking him um, for things that he does, mm-hmm. um, you know, just breath and life and all that. And then, you know, as as I was taught, you know, then there's that confessional time of, you know, confessing anything, asking the Spirit to reveal anything. And, yep. and then supplication, you know, needs for others. And um, I remember, you know, I, I would ask for lots of my needs um, I would throw in some others just to make it kind of seem balanced. But that is one area where I've seen my prayer life morph a lot. I just don't, I really just don't pray for like a lot of material things anymore. Mm. You know, like it's just not that important to me. Mm. Um, every once in a while something comes up and, you know, I got a couple stories recently of where I prayed specifically for some really weird things, and that day I get answers. You know, I'm yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> um, but I think the worship part has developed, and I also think that I keep that confessional. I put that more in my my constant prayer. Mm. I try to confess like when I realize it's happened instead sure. of waiting till night or waiting till the morning. So. Yeah. 
Um, but I've been learning in the past, you know, five or six years, this concept of really just sitting and listening to God mm. and letting my mind rest and letting my mind settle. And so I use tools for that. Yeah. It started out with the Abide app. And um, I don't, I don't like to spend money on apps, but I do purchase that one. Yeah, you know, that one's because, worth it. <laughs> yes, um, it started out with like giving me one minute of trying to sit there and do one minute of um, just sitting there and, you know, meditating, talking to God, listening to God, and I'm like, man, that minute's long. But now I am. I'm up to the 10, 12, 15 minute ones, and um, I want more. Yeah. Um, I've done one recently. Uh, I really like some of John Eldridge's stuff for this particular topic. Yes. You know, he he and his wife do some really good stuff in this area. Like you said, looking at some of the ancient um you know, all the all the dead people and, you know, way before the Reformation and stuff like that and, you know, how they prayed. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've really tried to institute a lot of that. So my prayer life looks different every day, just mm-hmm. like I said, my yeah. time in the Word does. And so I will, I have days in the week where I just sit and I focus on the needs. I mean, and and being a pastor's wife, we get needs sent to us constantly. And so I try to pray for them immediately. Um, I have, I've set some boundaries. Um, I don't necessarily pray exactly how people ask me to pray for things. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, that was something a few years ago. So I just, I don't know. I did something quite a few years ago. It was Brother Andrew practicing the presence of God. And I just, you know, in depth went through his journalings. He was a monk and he washed dishes, but he just experienced the presence of God all Mm. the time. And so that was one of the things that I just, I I started craving. I said, I just want to constantly, like, I don't want to go five hours. I don't want to go five minutes without having an awareness that you're there. And that's, that's what it goes back. I know. Like, I know he's right here with us. Right. And that, you know, even our conversation here. You know, it's he's sitting right here with us, and so, um, yeah. So all those different prayers. My my goal this year is to really start throwing corporate prayer out there more. Yeah. You know, and every little time I meet with someone or we're in a group, just praying together. We talk a lot about a lot of stuff, but praying. So yeah, prayer is just one of those things. Um, it's morphed, and I I hope it morphs even more, but stays within the boundaries of scripture. Stays within the balance because we have examples of Jesus praying, mm-hmm. of the disciples praying, and and even one of those things I remember. Remember the years where it was praying the Word of God, learning how to pray the Word of God. Donald Whitney has another one out called "Praying the Bible," I think it is, mm-hmm. and it's so good. Just getting yeah. scriptures and the Puritan prayers. I love using the Puritan prayers. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of different ways I I commune and talk with God. So, okay, so just some thoughts on prayer. Um, now that we're getting into it, what are some some things that you've learned? What are some things you've heard out there about prayer? Because prayer can be one of those kind of out there things because like everyone, when they get in a bad situation, you know, we recently had, well, had something on the a sports channel where something happened and a whole yeah. a whole world of people are suddenly praying. Right. So yeah, whereas we're hearing on others, we're pulling prayer out of everything. So yeah. what are some things that you guys are seeing and hearing? I mean, what she she just said about the 
the thing that recently happened in the sports world was kind of, I've been seeing it for years, but it was just like, I'm glad someone addressed it on national television because it's like someone's finally saying what a, Christians have maybe been thinking. And it's like, it's sending well wishes and I'm sending healing thoughts. Yeah, and, good vibes. Um, just, we just want to, you know, send good thoughts to the family of who so and so. And we just pray for them. You know, we want to pray for thee and we tweet out, oh, we're praying. Mm-hmm. Um, or when someone says, I'm sick, or like, I'll pray for you. And we don't actually do it. Um, it's, it's like, what actually is prayer? Like at the, at the foundation, how should we define biblical prayer? Yeah. And is it not just communicating to God? And when you say God and God communicating to you, it's a dialogue. It's a mm-hmm. conversation. With, yeah. With um, it's, and that's the God of the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not little G God. It's not yeah. God of all the other religions. It's God, the father of the Bible. And we were talking about this before we, we started uh, the episode, but something that I think has become really popular just in the last year, I've noticed even a lot of Christian people kind of infiltrating this language into uh, our conversations surrounding prayer is the concept of manifestation. And I've, it's becoming like the lingo to now say, you know, I, I'm, I manifested this, you know, I prayed this. Um, okay. I, okay. So let's take this. Okay. So you're hearing this now in culture and, um, what do we do when we hear something like that? Like, okay. So manifesting, lots of people are starting to say this manifesting and, and connected to their prayer. So your first thought, when you hear that, what do you think it is? Well, just because I've heard people say it for so long, you kind of deduce, I think what they're saying is they're setting intentions, setting out their desires for what they want in the future and hoping it comes back to them how they've said it. Yeah, it's very much um, the way that I have heard it. The context is very much uh, like word of faith movement type stuff of like name it and claim it. Yeah. Um, If I believe hard enough, if I have enough faith, then I can get what it is that I'm asking for. Okay. And so very much like I have manifested it in my prayers because I've asked for it enough with the right amount of faith. And now yeah. God can be faithful. Okay. Okay. So what do we do when we first hear of something like that? Let's just, let's just touch that a little bit yeah. because so many little cliches come up and, and, Oh, everyone's starting to do this now. And then you see everyone starting to, you know, right. it becomes the in thing. And so I try to make a practice that when something like that happens to evaluate it first, yes. I, I don't want to, I don't want to criticize it right away. I, I see that all the time. I was raised in that. Right. So immediately criticize it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't want to do that. I want to say, okay, what is this? So one of the first things I do is, okay, what does this word actually mean because I, I think we're we're learning now that we have got to identify what everyone means when they say a specific word. Yes. Because one word can mean 50 different things. Mm-hmm. So let's just do this. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier. So when we say manifesting or manifestation, like if we were to look that up, Erica, what what does that mean from just a, a Webster's Dictionary definition, I guess, um, to get a base so if you just Google what is manifestation or the definition, uh, the most top things that come up is 
Manifestation is the process of turning a specific desired outcome into your reality through focused visual, I cannot say this word, (laughs) visualization. (laughs) It's a big one. Unwavering belief and your intentional actions to bring it so, to bring it to be. It is a powerful tool for setting and crushing goals. How do you do it? You are specific in what you would like. You choose how to ask for it, believe that it will happen, enjoy the feelings of getting excited about it and dreaming it up, and then receive the opportunities that come to you to make it your reality. Okay. And so what you're hearing is this type of concept being connected to what we call prayer as far as from the scriptures. Is, are you I hearing think people it? are now equating when they say, oh, I pray, like, yeah, I manifest, like, I, mm. this happened, be- oh, I manifested that, I prayed about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so then Lauren, you know, one of the things I would do next is, okay, I'm going to, like, look at this in scripture. Mm-hmm. Like, is this a concept based in the word of God? And I know we've not researched this. This right. is just a topic that came up. And so one of the things I would do is, okay, let me just look up the word manifestation in scripture. And you found a couple things just in a quick little, this is by no means an in-depth research, but this is the pattern of what I do when I hear of something like this before I adopt it into my practices. Yeah. Well, it's important too, because we definitely don't want y'all just listening to us or anyone really as yeah. like, okay, well, we're your authority. Oh, well, the Iron Women podcast said so. And right. so now we are going to go ahead and adopt that theology. Yeah, This is, you know, we're trying to teach concepts so that all of y'all can be sharpened just the same way that we are sharpened within each other. So um, this is an approach that we should take with everything spiritually and especially with all these new trends and these things that come out when we hear these new words. And so, okay, let's go through the process. This is, this is the process girls. Like this is the process. So, um, yeah, a couple of scriptures, Luke 8, 17 for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come about. John 1 31. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, am I come baptizing with water? Uh, John 3, 21, but he that does the truth comes to the light and his deeds may be made manifest that they were wrought with God, that they were wrought in God. So So what you're seeing is you're seeing the word manifest, and I'm not sure what all those versions were. You know, different versions (laughs) may use different words for this. You're seeing this actual word being used in scripture. Yes. So it's there. It's there. Are we using it within its context? That's right. So then I look at those verses. I think especially that first one that you mentioned, uh, the Luke one. Yeah. Is it Luke? Yeah. Um, yeah, the things in secret. So yeah, yes. I secretly wish for this. And so, you know, it's going to be manifested Yeah. Um, if I just ask for and believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have faith in my faith. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and there's the, the scripture also that if you 
um, just believe, then whatever you ask for will be given to you. Oh, yeah. Whatever you ask for in, in God's will, according oh, to his I, will. Oh, did I miss that Oh, part? yeah, yeah. According <laughs> to his will, he missed that part. So that's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to, before you bring anything into what you call your spiritual walk, your spiritual belief system, is what does God say about this? Yeah. And search the scriptures. Um, because, like Eric, I think you mentioned that a lot of you're seeing some celebrity use of this. And boy, when we see celebrity use of something, mm-hmm. we think it's golden, you know. And yeah. if if our little person, you know, that's that we like to listen to and follow starts using this, we just assume that it's okay, right? Well, don't ever assume this yeah. stuff. Always go back to the Word of God. Yep. And that's why you must know what to do with Scripture. Which is why that's our foundation. That's our foundation. You know, we we fall back on that every single time. I think, especially too, with the concept of prayer, you know, like God says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Yeah. You know, and okay, well, a righteous person. Mm -hmm. I in myself am not righteous. So. The prayer of a righteous person. My righteousness is through Jesus Christ. Right. So the prayer of a righteous person Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ is powerful and effective. So does that mean that a whole stadium full of people praying is powerful and effective? If they're righteous people. If they're righteous people. And we are made righteous by placing our faith and trust in the work of the cross, what we call the gospel. Right. And um, so, yeah, if there's there's a bunch of people there that are true believers in Christ, absolutely. Yeah. It, It. And I think that that's what, that's. You know, prayer is just a word that is so casually thrown around sometimes. And just, well, would you be praying for this person? And like, I don't know about y'all, but like for me personally, if we have prayer needs and stuff, I don't just ask the world to pray for me because I don't want the world praying for me. I want people praying for me in supplication through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, my God, my Heavenly Father who loves and cares for me, you know, um, kind of like the concept that you had mentioned earlier with like good vibes and good thoughts and being sent out. Like, I don't need any of that. I don't want any of that. Like I want the, cause what does that do at the end of the yeah. day? I, mean, <laughs> I can send you all the it's good vibes great, I want. It's, yeah. It's a great accolade, but like, I, I want God's favor. I want his love. I want his, his attention. I want his, like, that is at the end of the day, really for, for our, for our family. Like when we ask for prayer, that's what I want. I want you praying in the name of Jesus, um, over, over our family, over me, you know? So, so if we get back to just the spiritual discipline of prayer, I think just starting somewhere. And so, you know, I, I sit with a lot of women individually and help them try to set out like a, a, a growth plan, a spiritual growth plan. And they, they always start, okay, I'm going to start with 30 minutes of prayer a day. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. okay, um, you know, and we're going from what? Oh, I'm going from nothing. To th- I'm like, well, yeah, good luck there. How about we start out with maybe three days a week, yeah. five minutes of focused prayer? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not enough. Is it more than you've been doing? Oh, yeah. And and so I think they start getting the concept of, and, you know, people may criticize that, oh, Deanna, you're not telling them. But I'd rather have someone starting to develop this habit with little baby steps than having them attempt to do these big, long, drawn out times of prayer and it lasts two days. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. So um, I think just let's try to have a balance of some focused prayer, the constant talking to God all, all through the day, and then getting with other believers and praying to God in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Spirit. And now I will say I talk to Jesus and I do talk to the Holy Spirit. I mm-hmm. mean, each of them have different functions yeah. and roles in my life. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, Holy Spirit, do what you do. You know? <laughs> I need a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when Jesus, he's he's called our friend. He's, mm-hmm. he's a friend that sticks closer than the brother. So, yeah. So I think prayer is just like, let's just get it started. Yeah. Let's get it started and look at examples in Scripture. Yeah. Look at examples in Scripture and pray the scriptures. Yeah. I love getting Paul's prayers. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing better than to take a, a prayer that Paul prayed for the believers in his in his time to then just use the same words, mm-hmm. you know, to pray for, like, that's how I pray for the people in my church, Yeah, that they will be strengthened in the power yes. of his might, according to the power of the word, that their love will grow yet more and yeah. more, that their their knowledge of God and who he is and Jesus and the power of his resurrection, that they would know that more and more. And that's, that's good praying right there. Yeah. We know that's according to yes. his will. Yeah. Um, Cause it's it's scriptural, so yeah. So, any more thoughts on prayer, Erica? Just you know, want to go anywhere else, or we can move on to some of the next disciplines that we were going to talk about. And I think we talked about here some uh, the concept of fasting. Okay, so um, all uh, the different kinds. Yeah, yeah. We it's mentioned not just one. It's not sitting in a closet. It's not the three types of prayer. But then, like within those three types, there's all different. Like subtypes almost. Okay. So what, speak more to that. So the journaling, the sitting in his presence, silence and solitude and the fasting. Um, Because people just hear prayer and then they're like, oh yeah, I need to just be quiet and sit and talk. But it can look so many different ways. Yeah. We can attach prayer to these other disciplines. Um, Prayer is a, a specific it is communicating with God. Yeah. It is communicating with God. So when I fast, I choose to have um, prayer attached with it. Mm-hmm. When I do silence and solitude, it's going to very much be, you know, directed and guided by prayer. Mm-hmm. When I do, what was the other one you mentioned? Um, experiencing and enjoying God's presence. Yes, that that is a concept of prayer that I will be talking with Him, just sitting there, just enjoying the fact that He is there with me. But if we speak specifically to prayer, prayer is, there is communication. Yeah. And so when I go into these other disciplines, like, can silence and solitude be, um, exist without actual verbally praying and talking. Yes, it can. Mm. Um, You can just sit there and enjoy someone's presence. Um, You don't have to have words. Mm. And I think if you think about that in normal relationships, um, you know, my husband and I can take a, surprisingly enough, for being talkers, we can take a four-hour trip and not say anything. Mm. Yeah. We can just sit there. We have the comfort and the, it's not awkward to just sit there with each other. Yeah. And so when you think about prayer with silence and solitude, yes, it's included, but it doesn't have to have words. Yeah. It doesn't have to have words. Journaling, I know a lot of people journal their prayers. I do not do this. Um, do either one of you journal your prayers? I have in the past. I've kind of gotten out of the habit, but I have, jur- like when I was a new believer, 
I would I would journal like every single prayer. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. I've got so many journals. It's really cool to like look yeah. back on them, especially the first prayers that I ever journaled because they yeah. were like littered with curse words. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> That's you know, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> God is refining me. Yes. 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 Um, but yeah. And also to, um, you know, this, this kind of concept that the Lord has like highlighted in my life right now is just that he is a giver of such good gifts. And it's almost like the way that he talks about Sabbath and in Sabbath being a gift to us, like the gift of, of rest. Um, and then when you think about all these other aspects of like these spiritual disciplines and what these spiritual disciplines, you know, they, they take discipline to, to implement, but man, when you actually take the time to implement these disciplines, you yeah. realize how much of a gift each one of these are. Um, the word of God itself was a gift from God to us. Yeah. Prayer, the concept of prayer um, is is literally a gift. It's an invitation of communion with the Father, you know, and that in and of itself just blows my mind. But also the pace that we go at life, especially now in today's day and age, like in the busy that we talked about on last week's episode as well, prayer, I feel like is like, there's, there's this new kind of, um, trend about like trauma and therapy and, you know, just kind of like working through, through some of that stuff. And there's a lot of research that's come out recently in the past, like 10 years, because they've been able to do more research on our brains. Um, and like the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system and like fight and flight and how we kind of exist in this like heightened state of awareness nowadays. And so when I think of the concept of prayer, I am just, I feel like it's an invitation for me to slow down and really live from a place of calm. You know, it's almost the Lord's way of helping us to stay in that like neutral state of like, like less stress and less busy and less happenings. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So some, some women will say to that, oh yeah, slow down, you know, um, less, less chaos. And Mm. okay. Realistically, how does that start? And how has it started for each of you? Because you have to make a conscious decision. Yes. That this is going to be part of your lifestyle. Yeah. And so because of that, that's where it comes back to evaluate your busy because we choose our busy. Yep. Maybe there are going to be some things that you have to pull out of your life. Yeah. Um, as you look at all the things you do, um, like let's just go to something simple. Like when you said, I enjoy doing Pinterest parties. Yeah. Well, as I've attempted to do some of them myself in women's ministry, <laughs> I realized I would spend weeks running around places, purchasing things, researching on Amazon, looking for things, hours and hours and hours to have the perfect setting. But then I did not take the time to pray about that event. Yeah. And so, um, so what are, what are some things that you've had to do to just, okay, I'm going to make this a part of my life where I do actually commune with God? Mm, That's good. Um, well, Okay, can I share an example of yes. this recently in my life? We have been in the process of buying a car. <laughs> um, and that's a lot of money. That's like a big investment. Yeah. And so we've like, I don't know, I have taken it really seriously. And um, 
spent a lot of time researching and trying to figure out like, okay, what's the most reliable and like, what is worth the money if we're going to spend this much to get like a less reliable. And anyways, way too much time I've invested into the purchase of this vehicle. Okay. (laughs) Um, and so just the other night, um, I was sitting in the kid's room and you know, our, our kids are often just like a reflection of how faithful we're being with some stuff in our life. And uh, man, my kids were just, they were kind of, they were on edge. Um, I had not been spending time with them like at all. Every second mommy's face is in her phone or computer doing research. And, you know, this is a really big decision and I have to make a good decision and I need to practice wisdom. Right. Um, and so my poor kids are like left to their own vices for like a week. Right. And I was just sitting down in their bedroom doing like their bedtime, bedtime routine. And, and we pray every night. And so I sat in the chair and I just really like Sammy was really struggling. Um, Isaac really not so much, but Sammy, we had just been button heads a lot, you know, and a lot of times I know it's because he's not getting enough attention. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I just sat down in the chair and I felt like apologize, repent. I was like, but I don't want to, (laughs) (laughs) I have been doing this for a legitimate reason, God, (laughs) you know, like, and so uh, by the grace of God, I listened to the prompting and I just sat there and prayed like with my kids at the end of that. And I don't like do like preschool prayers. Like I just pray like how I talk to God. And right. I, that's how, you know, sometimes I use probably words that are a little bit too big for their little understanding, but I also pray for God to give them understanding beyond their ears. And so, um, you know, I just, I want to model what it is that I believe effective prayer is, you know? And so, I humbled myself and I asked for the Lord's forgiveness for just being distracted and for um, just taking too much time on this and not giving my kids the attention that they really need and, you know, and asked that asked God to help them forgive me um, for not realizing that they're a treasure and, um, you know, that they that they're a gift from him and to enjoy them and everything else. And by the end of this prayer. You know, I, I also prayed that like God would help me, help me. And because he's our ever present help in, in times of trouble. And then I prayed that he would help Sammy yeah. with what Sammy's struggling with and like very specifically. And then I prayed that he would help Isaac with what Isaac struggles with. And by the end of this prayer, Isaac was literally bawling his mm-hmm. eyes out in that top bunk. And I prayed like, cause Isaac has a tendency of like seeing the buttons on people and mm-hmm. just going Mm, that's fun. Press. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like that when I was a little kid. I hate to admit that, but I was whatever. Um, and so he's been really struggling with that. Like just like taking pleasure and being an annoying presence, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I prayed that over him. And so here I am thinking, oh my gosh, am I the worst mom in the world? Like I literally just prayed out loud. Like, Lord, would you help my son to not take pleasure in being annoying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? And so like, I just called my kid annoying. Yeah. And so, and at first I was like, Lord, did I just crush him? Like, did I just hurt his feelings? Like what, you know? And so I said, amen. They said, amen. And I was just like, Isaac, are you okay? And he was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you want to talk about it? And he said, no. No. (laughs) I was like, okay, is your, is your heart just broken? And he was like, no. I was like, 
So are these good tears or bad tears? And he goes, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of like sat there with him, you know, and he was like, well, you know, I just, now that I just, <laughs> this was really cute. Now that I just heard your best prayer ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, you know, I just, I've been really struggling and Isaac's six. So mm. he's saying this like in his own like understanding. I've just been really struggling because I I just think that prayer is boring and I mm. don't want to take time to do it. And I just feel like, what's the point? And, and you, you guys tell us to pray, but I always just think, well, this is a waste of time and I would rather be doing something else. And I really enjoy watching TV or playing video games. And so I'd rather be doing that, but, but just hearing you and, and what you talk about, I need to pray more mama. And like, I mean, the genuine conviction of the Holy spirit was on that little boy in that moment. And like, I was like, here I am listening to this six year old and I'm like, man, is that so not every single one of us? Yeah. Lord, I just think that prayer is boring. Yeah. And I could, I just have other things to be doing and what's the point of prayer. And isn't this just a waste of time, you know? And like, I don't know. Well, that's where it goes back to, um, If we truly knew and believed God is who he says he is, I remember learning this years ago, he can do what he says he can do, we would pray more. And so what that that does for me, it will reveal to me, Deanna, you still don't know who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You still don't believe I can do what I say I can do. Yeah. And so it is a conviction point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Erica, um, you know, your your just experience with prayer and whether it's been in one of these dynamics here of experiencing God, what what has been your experience with this? So kind of like just what I said earlier about just trying to see him as a father. And I'm his kid coming to talk to him, but I also try to be intentional about coming through Jesus. But then I'll talk, I, you know, I'll talk to Jesus, like you said, as my friend, um, cause that's where the power lies. And then I've never been a journaler. I'm, I've really tried to do the whole journaling. Cause I, you go to some of these Bible conferences or, or you listen to someone who really loves journaling and you're like, man, I got to get on that train. And then I, and then I get on it and I'm like, I ain't praying a lick. Yeah. <laughs> I am worried about all my letters looking the same. Yes. Why did I draw the E different on this one than this one? Uh, like, should I do bullet points? Should I do a diagram? Do, what do I do here? A, B, C, one, two, three. I don't know. Like, it it don't work for me. Yeah. Um, which is so strange because I love writing. But when it comes to, like, prayer, I, I don't know. I can't. The journaling is more of a, a, a hindrance to me. Yes, to me my too. actual yeah. talking to him. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, that's okay. Right. Right. That is, that's what we have to understand about this. Try it out. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Donald Whitney's book. He gives so many different ways of trying to do things. And so, you know, you try these things and if it just doesn't suit your, like this, yeah, no, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Then do something else. Yeah. So I think, you know, as we kind of draw this to a close on the concept of prayer, I think the most... um uh, I don't know. I, the biggest thing you can do to make a difference is plan to pray. Yes. Plan to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, we plan for everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you just gave the example of just 
even though it's big, it's one car purchase in your lifetime. Yep. And how much time, effort, energy, research you put into that. Mm-hmm. We do we do more planning for a three-week vacation yep. than we do, how, how am I going to look at this week and how am I going to implement prayer into my week? Yeah. And if you just start saying, okay, on these days... It's going to get this time yeah. for that focused prayer. And you start realizing that when you put that as a as a plan in your day and you keep pushing it out, mm-hmm. what you will soon realize is, oh, that's what my priorities are. Yeah. And um, so I do. I write it down in my spiritual growth planner. Yep. I write it down. Like these two days, I, I know I have slower mornings. I really want to plan to just have some focused prayer on these two situations. I'm going to get with these women even before we start the whole aspect of the meeting. And we're going to have a time of prayer, yeah. whether it's over something specific um, or just general prayer. So planning to pray. Yeah. Can make the biggest difference. And then actually doing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean plan? Yeah. Yes. But then do the plan. Yes. And don't be limited to the plan. Because okay. once you get in yeah. there, yeah. But actually do it. Like, okay. And so some what of happens just, when you don't? Because some of us, what do you do? Because some of us just love to plan. Yes. And then don't. <laughs> yes. I love the process of plan. Yes. yes. But then so do I. It's over. I'm like, oh, what do I plan now? Oh, you actually pray now. You actually sit down and, and you do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, and then the more you do it, the more natural and comfortable it becomes on usually. Yeah. Like uh, we have me yeah. and me and my husband have this thing recently where he's trying to become more comfortable at praying out loud in front of others. Um, and he's in a men's group and he had to pray last time. They all pray for each other at the end and he had to pray. But because he said just this the other day, but because we've been doing the Bible recap together at night. And we take every other night, each one of us prays about specific things, blah, blah, blah. And so just, pr- you know, praying with me there is yeah. like a hurdle for him to get over. Yeah. But now like two months in, it's nothing to him. And now he said he went to men's group earlier <laughs> last week and he prayed and he's like, Good. he came home and he was like, I'm a prayer. <laughs> I'm, a prayer. <laughs> I'm a prayer now. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. <laughs> so... Practicing prayer. Yeah. Well, okay. So then when it doesn't just become a habit and stuff and you do plan and you don't do it, confess it. Yeah. Just confess it. Yeah. Um, You know, we've, we've, we've been told, you know, to communicate with God in prayer. And when we don't, when Mm -hmm. we choose other things over that, instead of letting weeks go by and live under the shame and live under the guilt, just say, Lord, forgive me once again. Yeah. For choosing everything over you. Yeah. Everything over you. Yeah. And it's been said for years, prayer is the hardest thing you will do as a believer. Mm. Real prayer. Yeah, exactly. Will be the hardest thing you do as a believer. And so just, you know, those final thoughts of keep it in context of scripture, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, let the spirit, you know, Holy Spirit guide your prayer life Mm -hmm. according to scripture. Um, pray for others. Yes, worship God in that. Confess and just maintain an open communication with God. Yeah, maintain an open communication. So, any other thoughts on prayer before we close this out? Um, I'll say really quickly too. Um, 
I am not too prideful to admit that sometimes I have prayed just to get the checklist done. Yeah. And just, you know, like, okay, Lord, I just have so much and I don't want to do this without you. And I don't want to run on ahead without you, but I fear that I will. Yeah. And I know myself and I know I am a doer and I get distracted in the doing. And so Lord, would you just, because you're faithful and I'm not. Like we are very clear on that point, you know, like God's faithfulness is what carries me through. Lord, I need your faithfulness in this because I'm not checking the boxes. Yeah. I have set up the plan. I have done all the things and, and the boxes aren't getting checked. Yeah. And I need your help, Lord. And in that you're praying. Yeah. 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 That's the prayer itself. Yeah. Yeah. That turns. Yeah. Well, okay. So some really good resources once again. Um, there's lots of good resources on prayer out there. Um, but I would always steer ladies first towards the spiritual disciplines for the Christian life by Donald S. Whitney because he takes prayer and he does it in a concise way of just explaining what it is from a biblical perspective, and then just giving you different ways of how to do this type of prayer or all these types of prayer. So um, if, you know, we just want to mention too, if there's another topic or an idea you'd like us to just talk about and um, just bring the conversation to the table, we'd love to know what you'd like to hear about in the future. And Um, You know, because what we're doing here is we're just starting the conversations and our desire for you is to continue the conversations because these are these are real things that we talk about and we need to be talking about them more. So we just want to thank you for joining us today on the Iron Women podcast and we will oh I'm being reminded oh <laughs> let me I forgot our little um our fun cup. Okay, so we got to do this quick. Your most irrational fear. Okay, hands down, I know it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. I have a fear of being buried alive. <laughs> I used to have that. Yeah. I think it's from my my very, very heathen days of when I first got <laughs> married and we had three <laughs> channels to watch and I was home alone all day and the only channel I could watch was channel four. It was Days of Our Lives. Okay, please, no criticism. I, I've <laughs> since gotten over that. And um, Carly... And if anybody you know I'm talking about, like you had the same issue as me, um, Carly was buried alive by Stefano. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And then I've watched other movies. Why I do this to myself, I don't know. But yes, being buried alive. So hence then I want to be put in a mausoleum. <clears throat> so if I'm um, alive still, and my husband assures me I won't be because um, they will do all this kind of stuff to me. He's like, Dan, you're not going to be alive. I'm like, just in case, just in case. So yeah, being buried alive. And I know it's not going to happen. I know. But we talked about irrational fears. Yeah, irrational fears. Mine's spiders. Spiders. That's not irrational. That is real long. Oh, listen, I will straight dra- drive off of a bridge if there is a spider in my car just to get <laughs> away from the spider. Like, I am not kidding you. It is I'm with you. Like, Yeah. Um, hands down, like, I'm pretty sure that I'm probably like arachnophobic. That's like the, yeah, that's the level that I'm at. It's okay. And I know it's, yeah, I'm, I'm terrified of them. And I'm also fascinated by them. Like it's the weirdest thing at all. Like if we go to like a zoo or anything like that, I am so drawn to the spider cages. And I think it's because (laughs) I'm so terrified of them. I will like sit there and like, like look at them and like, it gives me the heebie-jeebies all over my body, but like, I still want to look. I still want to look. So yeah, spiders. 
spiders. Erica? I think for some reason, I've said this on one of the previous episodes. I don't know what the question would have been, so I'm not going to like say mine too long because I think I've already said it, but about water I can't see through. Because um, I think I told the story already of how me and daddy were in the ocean. Yeah, and yeah. I had did it? I say that? I don't know. Previous so. first, I thought I did for some reason. Maybe you did. Short, short version is I was out in the ocean, me and my dad, and pre-eighth grade this occasion, I never thought twice about the ocean, water I couldn't see through, sharks, animals out there, whatever. And we're out there waiting, and we'd be out like to where I, you, there's no way you could touch the bottom. Yeah. That's how far out we would go and could do the wave thing. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to head back in. And he's like, I'm like, okay, I'll stay out here for a little bit longer. And he swims a few yards in front towards the shore, and then he looks back, and, and then he does a double take. He's like, uh, Erica, how about, sissy, how about, how about we come in? Um, and I'm like, why? And he's like, how about we just come on in? You know, it's just it's obey time. your daddy. Yeah, well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And uh, I feel like this is I, a life lesson right now. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I'm getting there. And so I'm like, no, I, I wanted to stay. You can go in. He's like, nope, we can come on in. Come straight towards me. Just come on in. It's time. And I was like, Ugh. and so I came in and then we got to the shore completely out of the water. I was like, I didn't want to come in. And he turns back and he says, yeah, but what you didn't see, and when I tell you to come in, you come in. You don't ask me questions. And because what you didn't see was there was, and he put his arms out, like <laughs> his wingspan, a stingray floating mm-hmm. right beside me in the water because the sun hit the water right beside me where he could see through the water. And I couldn't because it was happening right beside me. And it looks dark when I look beside me. But he saw from another perspective. Yeah. It was like, and... For some reason, like the whole Steve Irwin thing had just happened like a couple months previous. So we were like on edge about, yeah, you know, real. stingrays. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, ever since then, the fact that I didn't know that that was beside me in the water that yeah. whole time. Now, nothing, you know, maybe could have happened or not. But like just the fact that I didn't know or yeah. couldn't see ever since that day of 14 years old. Yes. I have not gone in the ocean since. She has not. Wow. And I don't do lakes. The only water I get in no is a pool. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay, well, we have a pool. You can come and yeah. swim anytime <laughs> yeah. that you want. But funny enough, my favorite movie is Titanic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've seen it over 200 times because I just love that. <laughs> so I love living that. <laughs> yeah, it's our sick fascination with some of our fears. Well, okay. So um, we're glad you stopped by and listened to our conversation today. Feel free to leave any feedback or just if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss. And um, we're just here to start the conversation. So thank you for listening to the Iron Women podcast. Join us again as we continue our four-part series in prioritizing the spiritual. Bye. Hey, sisters, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it just brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. And come on back, hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women 